Welcome to another edition of the Ask Philip podcast. Today, Philip answers your questions to what does it mean that the central bank is buying ETFs? And where is the government getting all of this money? Plus, Philip hosts a special one-on-one interview with Mansfield mayoral candidate, Dr. Michael Evans. And now, here's Philip. All right, I'm back. Another episode, Ask Philip podcast. And here's where we start, starting the same, do, do the same thing every single week. I'm trying to get my routine down, y'all. But what's the market trend? I still have the market trend is in a recession. And I know y'all are shocked because the market went up a little bit this week. But actually, this week was, I believe, I haven't looked at the weekly numbers yet. It wasn't as great of a week. So I'm, you know, it's it's more in line with us still being in a recession. But that that's where we are at the current moment. Before we go to the questions, uh, I'm going to have an interview. I only have less questions, but I'm going to have an interview with uh, Dr. Michael Evans. He's running for mayor of Mansfield on the back half of this. Uh, he is just so involved in the community, such an inspiration to younger citizens like myself to stay involved, get involved. Um, he's he's is the pastor of a large African-American church in Mansfield on a, on a couple of education boards. I believe he was the first... African-American School Board President for Mansfield ISD. And for those of you who know the history of Mansfield ISD, that's like a big, big, big deal. And it was a great interview. So I think y'all will love hearing it. And and so I'll have less questions this time before I go into the interview uh, section. So make sure when you listen to this, share it with anybody who you know who's in the Mansfield area. It's great, great, great information. And I'm, I may be incorrect on this, but I'm pretty sure that I don't I don't believe Mansfield's ever had an African-American mayor uh, either. So if he wins, that'll also be pretty, pretty historic. So let's get to our questions. First question. What does it mean that the central bank is buying ETFs? So for those of y'all who maybe have read or heard or maybe you don't even know, but the, the, the federal government started buying bond ETFs, corporate bond ETFs, which, which are basically exchange traded funds and if you want to get the whole deal look up on my podcast episode what are etfs i explained it all in there but they're basically low-cost mutual funds that trade on the stock exchange and so the the federal reserve who's historically only bought government bonds they're starting to buy corporate etf bonds which are baskets of company bonds which again bonds are like loaning companies money when you loan a company you know, money, you get paid an interest. So a bond is an, a loan that, that can be sold in the market. And so they're buying corporate ETFs, right? A, a, a big reason probably is because there's obviously a need for liquidity. Um, a lot of companies are lost their credit worthiness with this whole coronavirus and nobody wants to lend to them. So the, the, the Fed is stepping in and they also don't want to be, they don't want to pick winners and losers. So they if they do it through ETFs, it's going to apply it systematically to all the bonds in the ETF, and they're not picking uh, winners and losers. And so that's that's probably one reason. But going back to the first one, the, the, the main reason is to provide liquidity to the market. And what the Fed has always seen their role as is to be the lender of last resort. So they bailed out the banks when they had a money problem in 08. They've been buying bonds, which is what you consider quantitative easing, from 08 until maybe even only a few years ago. And then when this coronavirus thing happened, a lot of companies that didn't have enough money and they needed to borrow money or refinance some debt, they were no longer potentially credit worthy. 
And so the Fed saw it as a good idea to buy their bonds to increase their credit worthiness, basically, in a super simple explanation. Now, politically, whether you agree with that or not is a whole other conversation. I'm just explaining to you what they're actually doing and, and why they're doing it uh, through ETFs. It's the first time they've done it, and it's, to my knowledge. It's extreme circumstances, but it's not the first time a central bank's done it. Like Japan's central bank has been buying stocks, bonds, ETFs of corporations uh, for a long time. So the Fed's saying that they're not going to, they don't think they're going to have to get to that point. And, or let me not say that. They're, they're actually silent on whether they're going to buy stocks in the future, but everybody knows that they may end up buying stocks in the future. What does that do for you as an investor? Liquidity is the name of the game. So the reason why you can have stocks holding up as well as they are right now when the economics are so bad is liquidity. If the Fed's buying stuff, it's hard for the market to not stay up because they can literally, like, they, they literally have created money, right? I think it's something like $10 trillion they've created in the last you know, couple of months out of pushing a button. Um, and then they put that in the market and that's holding up asset prices. But I want to keep it simple, so I'm not going to get into the long-term effect of that on this answer, uh, which is not good. But for now, it's doing its intended consequences potentially, which means avoiding a, a huge, colossal drop at the current moment. But I don't think it's going to hold it off for you know forever. Next question. Where is the government getting all of this money? And the context of the question was I had a client text me and say, hey, Philip, we just spent all this money for different things, and now there's a, a house bill coming that's going to spend another three, four trillion to, I forget what she said, for student loans or something for, for the people. She's like, where are we getting all the money? And I text messaged her back, and I was like, out of thin air. And she was like, no, seriously, where, where are they getting the money? I said, no, literally, like, they push a button, and the money is created out of thin air. Like, if you think that there's something else to that, it's not. Like, it literally is what I call monopoly money. It's made up. If you really dug deep into the monetary system and, and, and saw how big of a house of cards it is, it's a confidence game. It's a confidence game. If people have confidence in it, it works. But they literally like push a button and, and create the money. And if people believe it, it's there. If they don't, it, <laughs> it goes away, right? And so in the currency game, and I mentioned this on the previous episode, it's kind of like, Again, the, you keep hearing this analogy, but it's the best one that I have. It's like if in the currency game, we got to trade with something. And it's like if you're in the woods and you have other people with you and the bear's chasing you, you can't outrun the bear, but you don't have to. You just got to outrun everybody else. And so every government's printing money. But since our economy is the strongest, our economic system is the most robust. Uh, we have the one of the most competitive militaries and a bunch of other factors our paper is trusted more, right? And and if you look at all the currencies, there's two, the two most trusted currencies or three most trusted currencies right now is the dollar, the Swiss dollar and gold, right? Everything else people are just like, <laughs> don't trust at all, basically, for, for lack of better words. All the rest of them, I mean, gold is hitting all time highs relative to most other currencies out there, which basically is an indicator of how, how much people trust paper money. But the dollar is holding up it's weight for a whole lot of reasons. That's out of thin air. That is the answer to the question. There's no other complex answer to that. Here's the last part. We'll get into investor psychology. And the point that I have on investor psychology for this episode, because it's really important to investing, is 
all investors need a faith. I think if you look at the most successful people, you can tie their success to their faith, right? It may be the faith that they got from a religion or faith that they, you know, got from believing in themselves or just the principles like, for example, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. But faith is important because there are times where things are going to like come at you and make you want to quit and make you suspend the belief of your process and what you're doing. And the only thing that keeps you moving forward is your faith in your process. And there comes a point where it's like, you're going to believe or not. Like, okay, you can believe that way and it leads one down one road, or you can believe your investment faith and it works. And just like any other faith, you can't just blindly believe. You got to have faith in a process that's time tested, that's built, that you've, that you've understood, that's been researched. Um, that's a good process. But then once you have faith in it, like don't abandon it. Don't be wishy-washy. Wishy-washy people are not successful. I've never met anybody who's been super successful that had wavering faith. And so as an investor, you got to have faith in, in, in your faith needs to be in the process uh, that you use. So if you're a value investor, maybe that's your faith. If you're a, a growth investor, that's your faith. If you're a well-diversified investor, that's your faith. But have your faith and stick to your faith through thick and thin because your faith is the only thing that's going to help you make money long-term in investing. You guys who follow me know that there's every other year or every year I tend to go a bit political. Typically, it's around election time when there's somebody who I believe in uh, running. Because for those of you who, again, listen to me before, it's like I, money is important to pay for all the things that you want, but it's absolutely not everything. But if you're after bettering your life and you're not involved in politics, you're missing the boat because it's not just about voting for president. It's not just about voting for Congress. I believe what's most important is, is getting involved locally because that's really where you can like reach out and touch people and make change and where the actions of your local leaders are going to like directly impact you in lots of different ways. And so I'm honored to have Pastor Michael Evans, Dr. Michael Evans of a, a longtime Mansfield community Involver, it's a whole lot of positions that he's had in the community. He's a <laughs> he's a pastor. I'll, I'll let you give his background, but he does a lot for the community. I heard about him long before he we even uh, connected because so many people in the in the chamber love him. So many other business people that I knew loved him. When I moved over here, they were like, "Hey, look, there's this historically African American church in Mansfield." You know, the pastor is a great leader. You know, Dr. Evans, I was like, wait, Dr. Evans Church is in Oak Cliff. They're like, no, 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 it's another, it's, another, it's another Dr. Evans. So we're glad to have you, Dr. Evans. Thank you, Philip. Before we, we get started, can you, and, and this is really for me selfishly, because I've never spoken with you directly about this, but what what's your origin story or how did you get to Mansfield, get involved in, sure, sure. in being a pastor in the community? Well, I'm originally, again, good morning. I'm originally a fellow from Houston, Texas, and uh, I came to this area in 1984 and attended uh, UT Arlington, uh, political science pre-law is my undergrad. That's what my undergraduate degree is in. And uh, listen, I fell in love with the area. Uh, Arlington was in regard to uh, the, the speed of a town, so to speak, Arlington was a lot uh, slower uh, than Houston was regarding a nightlife or anything you could get involved in. So uh, I needed to uh, grow up. I needed to uh, become a man. 
And the best way for me to do that uh, was to get to uh, was to get to uh, Arlington. Uh, my grandmother lived in Fort Worth, and I I've been visiting this area. My, as a matter of fact, me and my sister uh, since the uh, mid '70s, uh, to be honest with you. And uh, listen, when I got here, man, fell in love with the area. I uh, uh, completed my master's degree at, at Texas Christian University's Bright Divinity School. I needed a grade. And um, I went to, I sought out a pastor uh, in uh, Mansfield, and I didn't know where Mansfield was, but uh, Reverend C.D. Sammons invited me to come to the area. And uh, listen, I I just, man, I just wanted my field studies grade and came to the area. It was rural. Uh, My wife and I didn't even know where where Mansfield was. Matter of fact, uh, we were on a a two-lane country road. Uh, in the uh, in the 80s, and we got there to the little church, and people were so kind. They loved on us, man. We were young. We were young. We were kids. I mean, like 22 years old. And um, shucks, in Reader's Digest version, we ended up staying there at the Bethlehem Church. And uh, I later became uh, the pastor after I finished seminary, after the Reverend Sammons was called to serve at a church in Dallas. So, uh, man, I got there and didn't hear... God called me away and, uh, you know, uh, started doing the work. I wanted to be a civil rights attorney, uh, but that was not uh, the will of God. But I was, I've been able to utilize a lot of the things that I learned at UT Arlington uh, under Dr. Sachs, and particularly he's one of my heroes, Dr. Alan Sachs. But I uh, was able to utilize that, brother, and here we are today. And while you're here, you, you've officially held some community positions, uh, sure, cor- correct? Sure, sure. I have. I have been an elected official now for 15 years. Uh, I, I first uh, began uh, my um, uh, my political run, so to speak, uh, as a uh, member of the Mansfield Independent School District uh, Board of Trustees. And uh, I was on that board for 10 years. And um, I appreciate my colleagues. They chose me. And I uh, later became the uh, president, first African-American president. Uh, for uh, the MISD board. And I tell you, that that's just an interesting story all within itself because our former, our being the Bethlehem Baptist Church, our former deacon chairman, late deacon chairman T.M. Moody, is the gentleman that attempted to integrate the Mansfield schools in 1956. Of course, uh, he was unsuccessful in that, uh, but um, he, he did give it a shot. If you look at the old Channel 5 newsreels, they'll show where a guy was, a man was hanged in effigy mm-hmm. uh, at uh, the old Rock Gym, uh, as well as at uh, Main Street. Well, that was Deacon T.M. Moody. So, uh, you know, I, I tell you, I didn't know that I was a part of that kind of history until later on. And also uh, McClendon Moody uh, still is. Uh, he became the first African-American to serve on the city council there in Mansfield and uh, he since died, but uh, that's been about 25 years ago, and uh, we haven't had another uh, representative of color uh, on that uh, council. So, uh, you know, I, I get to be a part of a historic church. I fell in love with a community of people, red, yellow, black, and white, and we've been able to uh, make some things happen. And now I serve as a uh, uh, member of the Board of Trustees for Tarrant County College. And that's interesting because your your gift is similar to mine and my dad's. You seem like an educator, right? You, yes. It's my roots. Okay. And, and I'm also from Houston. So 
That's another connection. I'm born and raised. On any given day, this would be a Rockets t-shirt. I, I represent here in Dallas. I'm not mad at you. I'm a, I'm a, now I'm a Mavericks fan and a Rockets fan. Okay. I actually like the Mavericks. If we do a side note, I like the Mavericks. I've developed the, the taste for the fun of being a Cowboys hater. But I like the Mavericks. I'm not a Mavericks hater. I think Luka is going to, like, matter of fact, I'm buying his rookie card this year because I think oh. it's underpriced. I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. And uh, also, I'm, I'm a Houston Texan. Uh, somebody would say one of my one of my few vices, and I do have them, uh, is uh, that I'm not a I'm not a big cowboy fan, but my wife is. So she provides the balance in the house <laughs> and as well as at the church. <laughs> <laughs> same here. Same here. You know, I'm a history guy, so I love history, sure. and, and I got involved in learning about the history of what you're talking about in Mansfield. But when I got involved in actual Mansfield and met some people, I was shocked at the inclusivity of the area, right? Because oh, yeah. you, you, can, you can read and look out, and you can think, oh, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then you get involved, and you're like, no, people, like, no matter how you look, no matter what your background, like, people want you to get involved. And I'm, I'm not talking about, like, regular people. Yes. I'm talking about the people that run the city. Yes. You know, they, they loved on me early on in the chamber, and, and, and they know where I stand on some issues that they don't necessarily agree with. They didn't care. Like, they, they're like, hey, this is a community. We want diverse opinions. We want different people. And I just love that about the city. And, and Philip, th- that is uh, Mansfield uh, 2020. Uh, and um, I have been uh, quite fortunate to uh, see Mansfield go through uh, these progressions, so to speak, the demographic shifts, the diversity. Uh, um, and, and listen, I, I would not uh, be a public servant. I, I would not have been voted into office if it had not been for a people like that. I mean, um, you, you can't you can't be just a one dimensional uh, person, have a one dimensional mindset and serve the people of Mansfield, Texas, but, but not only in Mansfield, but I don't see how an individual can be a real servant of people uh, when he's uh, or, or she is uh, looking at it only from one perspective. Uh, we've got to be about the business of listening uh, to people, diverse voices and opinions. And, and, and you, don't, you know, we may not always agree, but uh, as uh, the old folk used to say back in the day, we don't have to fall out. Uh, Laura Williams is an outstanding person. You're right. She brings a, a lot of vigor uh, to our Chamber of Commerce. And, and I really think that that's where we're going now in regard to our city. I mean, uh, there was a time, of course, uh, when, I was, when I first got to Mansfield, our population was 15,000. You know, now we're at about 75, 78,000. In 10 years, we will be at 100,000. And um, it is a land of opportunity, to, to be honest with you. Uh, we have people moving into Mansfield from uh, literally all over the country. And that's one of the reasons why I, I'm excited about um, this mayoral run, because I think we get to, we get to bring uh, a fresher outlook for who Mansfield uh, really is. I think we can be more aggressive in uh, selling the goodness of Mansfield uh, from our church, uh, we call Mansfield the garden spot of Texas. Hmm. I mean, when you think about it, we are we're in the middle of uh, of Dallas and Fort Worth. I mean, we we are right along 287 corridor and and uh, Highway 67. So uh, persons can live, they can work uh, uh, in Mansfield, or they can raise their kids in an outstanding school district, and still uh, jet the Metroplex. And I think that's important. Uh, I, I think that there's a mindset in Mansfield uh, that we have to beg people 
to to uh, take a look at us. Uh, but I like to say that we are now the attractive date at the dance, and uh, we are the we are the, the the place, the spot in the Metroplex where people want to come. And I don't think that we have to sell the farm anymore <laughs> in order to do that. I, I think that we need to be um, uh, uh, more inviting, yes, but also we need to. Uh, have more of a mindset to where we want to benefit our citizenry. And benefiting the citizenry, I think that we need to keep them in mind. Every time we, we broker a deal with a company or a corporation, we want them to come uh, so that they can lower our uh, tax bill a little bit. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? Uh, but uh, now we're living somewhat of a strange time because uh, we've been hit with this uh, COVID-19 uh, virus, and uh, that's a whole new phenomena within itself, which is going to uh, call for a bold leadership. And I, I look forward to bringing that to the table, uh, along with uh, serving with our other uh, board members or, or council members, that is, and, and just, just helping Mansfield to navigate through these strange times, while also at the same time, we're growing, and uh, we need to take advantage of of those opportunities as well. Great. And, and you kind of answered this question, but I'm going to ask it directly so you can add anything else. What made you decide to run for mayor? You know, it's time. Uh, uh, David Cook, uh, he did an outstanding job. He's the outgoing uh, mayor, and uh, um, he, he is a, a personal friend of mine, and, and I wish him well. I wish him uh, the best. Uh, he served in that position for 11 years. I, I think that um, it, it's now a time uh, for us, as I said earlier, to have a fresh uh, perspective. You know, that's a good thing about transitioning. Uh, when things transition, uh, you look to go up to a higher level. You don't want to be, you don't, you, you don't want to, you don't want to tread water and just stay in one particular place because you'll be like that toad. Uh, you mess around and get cooked in the pot and don't even know <laughs> that the water's hot. So I, I think that it's important uh, for us to to bring a kind of enthusiasm to that position uh, that says to uh, our region, the Tarrant County region, and even the state, that we're open for business and that uh, we're going to keep the uh, well-being, the financial well-being, uh, as well as um, a, a, in regard to lifestyle. We want, we want all of that to be booming and bustling. And uh, I think that we're going to need that kind of leadership. And, uh, uh, you know, one thing that uh, I don't lack is uh, enthusiasm, is passion uh, for getting the work done. And, um, I've been blessed to work with great teams of people. I dare not say that I've done anything without a good team. I can't do one thing by myself. I have been blessed to be surrounded by some very intelligent individuals. I think you need to know how to utilize talent. And the way that we do that is for a person to recognize that he or she does not have all of the intellect or all of the sense I think if you're the smartest person in your circle, you better get you a bigger circle because hmm. you are looking to plateau or even find yourself in decline. And um, I look to be that man that bridges uh, the gaps that we have in our city uh, and uh, make some great things happen. And also work with the city manager and his staff. We got a good, good city manager. He's done a great job for almost a little over 30 years. Uh, and you kind of shared a little bit about your vision, but let's say you're you're elected. It's November. You're elected. Uh, what's your five-year, 10-year vision for, for Mansfield? Thank you for asking me that question. You know, uh, we, we see now, uh, if we deal with present realities, we see now that we're going to uh, have to be real smart in regard to the way that we spend money. 
uh, in Mansfield, Texas. Uh, uh, for example, we know that we've got uh, at least $120 billion shortfall uh, in regard to our state budget uh, because of the uh, uh, crude oil uh, debacle. You know, that, that mess that we're dealing with uh, on the world stage, that affects us. And uh, that means that we're going to have fewer dollars uh, coming to local municipalities from uh, the state. So we're going to have to be better stewards of, of our dollars. That means that um, we're going to have to uh, address some of the sacred cows uh, in the city. Of course, I don't know where they all are, <laughs> but uh, mm -hmm. I'm sure I sure will find out when I uh, become the mayor. But uh, we're going to have to be smart about that. We're going to have to make sure uh, that uh, we're, we're managing our dollars so that we can fill the potholes while at the same time uh, maintaining a top-level staff. Uh, again, uh, we are a city that is growing, so uh, we do not need to negatively affect our policemen. Uh, we need to make sure that our park system continues to grow. I, I think that's one of the fringe benefits of living in the city of Mansfield. We have a beautiful park system, and uh, we know that uh, when, you, when, you, when you draw young people, younger people, younger adults uh, to the area, uh, th those are some of the amenities that they will enjoy. So um, that's two years. And the year after that, which will be a full term for me, I think that'll be the time for us to reinvest into our downtown. We've started some of that, but I don't see why uh, downtown Mansfield can't be uh, as, as inviting and entertaining as downtown Frisco or downtown Grapevine. And, and in order to do that, you're going to need some help uh, from the city. I think that we've got a group of people in our city who are uh, outstanding artisans. I mean, you know, fine arts, uh, visual arts. We have an amphitheater down there now. We should have a band or, or a play uh, in downtown Mansfield every weekend mm. during the spring and the summertime where People just come, they put their blankets out, and they enjoy uh, the goodness that is uh, North Texas. It's funny you say that because, you know, our 12-year wedding anniversary is next weekend, and we really uh -huh. can't do much. But my wife and I love listening to live bands, you know, specifically like, you know, jazz, blues, brass uh, that's band. That's me, brother. Yeah, yes, yes, sir. And, and Revelers Hall over in Bishop Arts. They have great bands, and I'm like, this can be done like in you know Mansfield. This can be done down the street because it's not a it large takes, strip. Again, what it takes is is that vision, and and and, and it takes that push. And uh, you know, to be honest with you, I, I'm not running against uh, an, uh, any bad men. I mean, th these are all fine people. I mean, no joke. Uh, they're all good people. We just have a different perspective. And I, I think that, that a weekend in downtown Mansfield should be the place to be. You know, come Friday night, you're doing your thing. Now, I'm a, I'm a good Baptist. You know, I understand all of that. You know, but, but, but also, I, uh, I grew up in the house of Methodists and Catholics as well. <laughs> so, you know, they might want to, they want to get their groove on, you know, do their thing. So I don't have any problem with people uh, downtown having a good time just as long as they uh, do it responsibly, uh, so to speak. But um, it ought to be that way, man. I, you know, those doors ought to be flung wide open and, and those establishments, you ought to hear some blues, some jazz, some good old soul, you know, and some, and, 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 and some hip country. You know, you got all of that. And, and I just think that's who we are as a diverse city. We should have a little bit of that all of the time. And uh, some of that uh, can be uh, supplemented uh, by, uh, by the city. And um, it is uh, throughout this region and throughout the country. And it just has a lot to do with our focus. I mean, you know, uh, I want Mansfield to be a great place for you to to live, uh, uh, to learn, 
and to and to work, you know, and and I think we can make that happen. I'm ask my last question about how we can help, but I want to throw this in there for all of my friends because I'm I live technically in Grand Prairie, like right where we pay taxes, Dallas County, but we're Mansfield <laughs> ISD. Yeah, we do all yes. of our shopping in Mansfield, and and uh, I'm always trying to tell my buddies, hey, move to Mansfield, like. My kids are in the school district. Like, there's no, I don't think there's a better school district, you know, in, in the area. You're and right. So, and so all of, all of my <laughs> friends who are like us were school district influences. I'm like, listen, you got great cost of living relative to Frisco where everybody else wants to go. And I'm not knocking Frisco. I'm just saying, like, I like, right. to, I like to look at my dollars and cents and it spends better down here. Uh, and we get, and I don't think, the, I don't think their school district is better. Like, I, I honestly think our school district is better personally. That's, I'm biased, right? I am too. I'm putting that in there, plugging that in there for all of my friends and people who are listening. Like, come down here. Like, like literally, as a financial planning idea, if you want to save some money, move to Mansfield because you don't lose anything. I, you know what? I think you're 100%. Uh, uh, correct. Now, now, bear in mind, you know, let me let, let, let me give some love to Arlington AISD because as a, a board of trustee, you know, that's a part of my territory as well. So Arlington, you know, I love you, now. <laughs> you know, and, and I've spent plenty of money in Arlington in my early years when we couldn't afford to live in Mansfield. <laughs> you know, so uh, I, I understand all of that. But uh, I tell you, I am biased in being having served on the uh, uh, school board uh, with MISD and with some good superintendents. And, you know, I can say this about MISD uh, to this day. Uh, they, they have outstanding uh, leadership, the board president, Karen Marcucci, uh, and, uh, you know, the, the great people uh, prior to her, Raul Gonzalez, uh, who is uh, running for city council in Arlington. I think he's going to be a great council person. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's good to be uh, with a group of people who have as their number one mission, the betterment of young people. And, uh, and, and the same thing with Tarrant County College. I get to serve with individuals who have the students' uh, development and success as their number one priority. And I want to bring that same thing to uh, the Mansfield City Council. Let me tell you why I am different. I don't have any uh, kind of uh, financial or fiscal ties uh, to any special interest groups out there. As a matter of fact, I think it's cost me some money uh, because uh, when I was uh, interviewed by uh, the uh, Arlington uh, Realtors uh, Board, uh, they asked me if I would take their money. I told them no. <laughs> they say, well, if we endorse you, man, you have to take the money. I said, no, I don't. You know, your endorsement is important, but your money is not uh, because I don't want it to look like I'm tied to any interest group. The only interest group that I am tied to are the group of people who voted me in the office and even those who voted against me because I work for the citizenry. And that's been a part of my life. And, and uh, again, I don't want to start preaching to you, but. But, uh, you know, I, I have the can't help it. I, I can't help it uh, because of where I came from. And I was taught that, uh, you know, brother, listen, somebody lifted you up and I'm still standing on some broad shoulders of people who've gone before me. I'm still living on the prayers of grandmama and papa and, and uh, my mom and my dad and my siblings. And I think that uh, when we make it, we should have a baton in our hand getting ready to pass it on to the generation that's coming after us. And I just think that's the way it ought to be. And uh, some have said that that's a utopian type of mindset. But listen, I don't want your money. I want to serve you. I want to make sure that uh, uh, families like yourself, man, y'all able to just have a good time in Mansfield, Texas, and uh, are able to 
uh, enjoy the, I mean, your tax dollars, you're paying for that school district. It should be top notch. You're paying for the amenities in Manfield, Texas. That should be top notch. I just want to make sure that you are the priority and not some special interest groups out there trying to sell land so that they can enrich their own family. We definitely appreciate that. Last question is how, how can we help? Well, you know, you can always help by going to uh, evansformansfield.com and uh, being one of our supporters there, either financially. And sure enough, on November the 3rd, that's when the elections are going to be. And uh, it looks like, looks like, that on that November 3rd ballot, of course, when we're voting for a new president and, and, and all of the other statewide elections, that my name will be the last name on the ballot. And uh, ain't nothing wrong with that because, uh, you know, for my faith tradition, the last shall be first. Uh, not first to lord over anybody, but first to serve the people to the best of my ability. So, again, Evans for Mansfield, F-O-R, EvansforMansfield.com. Go there. And join us as we attempt to uh, keep Mansfield as a great place for us to live, learn, and to work. And I'll be sure to link that up in in the show notes. With Dr. Evans, I appreciate you, appreciate your service, appreciate you taking Thank time you to come on. And um, definitely will keep doing what I can to, to get your message out. Listen, I appreciate it. It's a privilege, and I'm honored. Uh, and I hope that uh, by uh, the grace of God that I don't let down those who uh, have confidence in me. Well, have a, have a blessed day. You too, sir. Thank All you. Right. Keep keep it up, Philip. Keep up the great work. This is the episode. Let me know your thoughts about the interview. Let me know if you have any questions. Feel free to email them to me at philip at philipwashingtonjr.com. Please give us a review if you enjoy the show on iTunes or Spotify. You can follow us on Spotify as well. And y'all stay safe and healthy. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.